0: Thursday morning broadcast, Nicole Maliotakis, who's been with us before, is uh, with us live via telephone, serves as the New York State Assemblywoman in the 64th District. Lots of our friends in Brooklyn and Staten Island know her really well. And um, she is with us live via telephone on this Thursday morning. Nicole, welcome back to JM and the AM thank Good God to be with you great to speak with you you know we'll talk about the local stuff in a minute because uh, obviously uh, your district got hit hard by last week's storms etc there's plenty to talk about but I got to start with this you know at some point um, I, I, I assume it was in uh, April or May at some point as things really started to deteriorate in this great city of ours and I'm sitting now in lower Manhattan as you know you um, uh, I, I, t- I tweeted that we owe Joe Loda an apology because he, when he first ran against the mayor, uh, had warned us about this, that it really could get as bad as it is really, really quickly. And then I'm saying to myself, you know what? I'm We may owe you an even bigger apology because as things were going relatively smoothly at the beginning of the mayor's term, uh, it, it sounded even crazier uh, at that point that things could really go south really fast. And of course, unfortunately, they have. So I know you're not looking for, for apologies, but I think you get my point when you campaigned and warned us that this really could happen under his leadership in New York City, and sure enough, it has.
1: Well, believe me, I wish I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I hate to see my city being destroyed. Uh, what's happening under Mayor de Blasio, uh, unfortunately, is everything that I said would happen. Um, from the you know homelessness getting worse despite much more money, being pumped into programs that aren't working instead of actually continuing what Rudy Giuliani and Mayor Bloomberg had done, uh, that whether that be the welfare to work programs, the relocation programs, uh, those things actually worked. And we've, we haven't had this type of situation in a very, very long time. Uh, and it, whether it's the crime, the crime has certainly exacerbated over the years. It, it, the, the crime situation is really a result of, accumulation of policies over the years. It started with, you know, the, eliminating the broken windows, um, decriminalizing certain crimes. Then it was the sanctuary policy. Yeah. Then it was the bail law. It's the closing Rikers, releasing prisoners back on our streets. Right. It's, it's really a cumulative um, result. And and so, you know, for me, it's very uh, frustrating. I'm one of the only Republicans here in the city. And we are often those who are voting against these policies. But because we're so overwhelmed uh, with Democrats in elected office here, um, you know, we often can't stop it, although we were able to do some things. Where, you know, I was able to get Mayor de Blasio to at least alter his sanctuary policy. So he does deport individuals and cooperates with Federal authorities for those who commit heinous sex crimes. Um, we were able to get some fixes to this broken bail law that took effect in January, and it, and it should be shocking, I think, to the public that you know we actually had to fight seven months <laughs> to get them to put homicide and manslaughter back on the list of crimes where a judge can use discretion.
0: It's unbelievable. You know, you you serve in a body of government that's obviously statewide, which means you have a lot of government officials who are your colleagues who are from outside of New York City. I I have to assume that when they speak to you, they're telling you that they're looking at the situation from afar, looking at what's happening in these five boroughs, and and they simply can't believe it, from the attitude toward police to the things you just described, including crime. Are are your colleagues horrified by what's happening in in what is perceived as the anchor of this state, New York City?
1: They certainly are, and and they're... Equally as frustrated because they see how the New York City uh, politicians really control the agenda in Albany as well. And so, you know, Staten Island always feels like, you know, only 70% of Staten Island voted for me for mayor, yet they're still subjected to the lousy policies of Mayor de Blasio. And that's how upstate New York feels. They feel that they don't appreciate what's happening in the state, but yet they're subjected to it because the overwhelming, you know, vote is from the city of new york and so yeah you know, it, it, it it is unfortunate for those who oppose these policies that they have to suffer under the consequences of something that they didn't even vote for and um, certainly it's frustrating for me i think my constituents and uh... those who are in the suburbs of this of this great city but a city that is being destroyed and the effects are being felt statewide and even nationally i mean you know, when you look at even the Financial Services Committee, for example, so important for New York City, um, and you have, uh, you know, three out of the four socialist squad members in the majority sitting on that committee, yeah. which has such an impact on our economy, on job creation. You know, that that is scary for the entire country, just not New York. And so I think that, you know, for me, this election, I'm now running for Congress, is really about ensuring that New York City has a two-party system and you know, right now we don't have uh, anyone on from the Republican side representing this city in Washington and what you're seeing are policies uh, that are um, you know have always have been hated in New York by by you know moderates and Republicans and conservatives uh, now becoming national and there's nobody representing this city to push back on the on the national level you have AOC who keeps? Uh, you know, she picked up uh, uh, a, you know, two socialist allies: the Nita Lowy seat, the uh, Elliot Engel seat, and uh, then you, you know, and then they're all moving. The entire delegation keeps moving more and more to the left to satisfy her, and there's nobody uh, presenting an alternative viewpoint, and that's very dangerous.
0: Nicole Malliotakis is with us, uh, 64th District New York State Assemblywoman running in the uh, uh, congressional race, the 11th congressional district in New York in the upcoming election. Uh, I, I, I said I'd ask you about the local situation. When you and I spoke off the air last week, we wanted to schedule this interview, and you and you said to me that uh, there are thousands of trees down in Staten Island from the uh, storm of uh, the 4th of August, and you just had to deal with that and give all your attention to it. What's the update in terms of power and in terms of cleanup out on Staten Island? You know that I, I don't live on Staten Island, but as you know, I've spent a lot of time there over the last three and a half decades, so I, I'm concerned about the borough. What's happening now?
1: Well, um, the power's back. Everyone has their power fully restored. It did take longer than we had hoped. Um, and partially, by the way, because Governor Cuomo had uh, put a, a stop on uh, some of these mutual aid crews coming in from other states because of his uh, quarantine. Um, so that was a small part of it. The other big part of it were just the number of down trees that just came crashing down, and these are city trees, which which the city, you know, does have a responsibility here because uh, they had been called previously to come and trim trees, or the trees were dying that they should be removed, and they really neglected that responsibility. And now during this storm, we just saw how dangerous not uh, ma- maintaining um, their property, uh, you know, all the all the damage it could cause. I mean, uh, at least a dozen. Uh, trees that I I personally called into parks, you know, those have been removed, and they they either were blocking roadways or they were um, on people's property or on people's homes. So you know most of it seems to be resolved as of now, and you know anyone that still has issues should call my office.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And some areas of the city are in are in even worse shape than what you just described. Those who do have the the trees were, that were blocking uh, streets and the trees that were leaning on homes and, and on power lines, etc. If you have them removed already, uh, believe me, you're lucky to some areas uh, that don't. Well, everyone's talking about, as you can imagine, with the uh, the choice of the uh, vice presidential nominee in the Democratic side. Everyone's talking about you know, whether Trump can beat uh, Biden and what may happen now that uh, we see the, the four people at the top uh, of the tickets. Um, so what is your impression about what's going to happen nationally? And then locally, h- how difficult is this race going to be for you? Can you beat Rose in this election?
1: Well, we absolutely can win this race, and our polling indicates that. And uh, I think everything is going in the right direction where it should be going. Uh, this is a district uh, which encompasses all of Staten Island and then southern sliver of Brooklyn, Bay Ridge, Diker Heights, some of Bensonhurst, uh, Bath Beach, uh, some of Gravesend and uh, a little bit of Sheepshead Bay but um, we believe strongly that we can win this race I've done it before I've uh, I received 67% of the vote in the congressional district when I ran for mayor I currently represent both sides of the bridge as a state assembly member and uh, we feel that um, you know our policies my positions are much more in sync with the people of this district you know Max Rose uh, you know, ran as a moderate then went to Washington and voted in lockstep with Nancy Pelosi and the members of the squad for some really disturbing policies. I mean, whether it was you know, giving stimulus checks to illegal immigrants, is, that's something that he's pushing, uh, as well as releasing federal convicts uh, from jail. And, you, you know, just, just things that people here are just so upset about. I mean, he supports closing Rikers Island, eliminating bail. Um, these are policies that have made us less safe. He was actually marching in front of the 122 precinct here on Staten Island with individuals carrying signs and chanting, defund the police. Um, these are not positions that people in this district overwhelmingly support. It's the fact, that, you know, it's, it's, it's just overwhelmingly rejected by the people of this district. And so he's not representing the values of of. Um, those who elected him, and I think that's going to be a rude awakening for him come November.
0: Just the police issue in general. We know that the, you know, the area that you represent. Uh, I mean. It, it almost sounds ridiculous for me to have to point out that they're pro-police. you think every citizen would be pro-police. But these days, it's important to make that distinction. And there's no question you serve in a district where people have an appreciation for and a, and a tremendous affection, frankly, for the New York City Police Department because they know that the police are there for one reason. That's to protect their families and their businesses. And it's mm-hmm. am, it's amazing to me that nobody – I shouldn't say nobody – it's amazing to me that anybody, uh, you know, would think otherwise. But I guess that's the, uh, the climate we're in right now. With that in mind, any comment about the national election?
1: Um, look, I think President Trump will win again. Uh, he's going to be opening an office uh, for uh, he and I, a field operation in the district, which we're very excited about. Um, he won this district by 10 percent in 2016. Uh, Max Rose voted to impeach him. And so we're going to win this district back and make sure that the president has a Congress that will actually work with him instead of always throwing roadblocks. You know, I think, I think he, we need a Congress that will actually work with him. At this point in time, it is so critical coming out of this pandemic. You know, we've learned a lot from COVID where our flaws are in terms of health care. We have to fix that. We also need to re Re, re, basically, just uh, reboot our economy completely because those numbers that President Trump achieved, you know, he's the only one that can get to where we were pre COVID. And so we need to restore American jobs that were lost. And I'm looking forward to working with the president to do just that. Uh, and then public safety. I mean, he's the guy that stands with law and order. And that's why I stand with him on these issues that are so critical to American families. I mean, Kamala Harris, uh, yeah, this is a this was a, a a pro-crime attorney general. This is somebody who said, wants to abolish ICE that said that we need to end cash bail. I mean, no wonder Max Rose is so excited about her being the pick, because they, they are in sync on that issue. Ending cash bail, imagine that New York policy that has been so destructive to, to and created such lawlessness and anarchy to Now make that a federal policy, and I love. I mean, I, and yeah. I lo-
0: and I love how they call it bail reform, as this as if it re- reforms it in a positive way that's to the benefit of average citizens. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, that, and, and
1: that's what they tend to do. Uh, you know, in, in Albany and in Washington, is give all these cute yeah. and fuzzy names, so exactly. you know, it acts like uh, it, they're positive things, and then they, you know, that, that's 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 always been the game, unfortunately, in these bodies of legislatures. But um, the bottom line is, look, I think that. Uh, public safety the economy health care all major major issues not only here but across the country and i look forward to going to washington working with the president to address these issues unlike this house of representatives we have now which just seem to serve as impediments and roadblocks
0: uh, only because of my insatiable curiosity when you win what happens to your assembly seat are people vying for it already
1: yes yeah, so we we have uh our both our nominees on both sides are already set. I'm supporting Michael Tenousis for my assembly seat. He's a former prosecutor. Again, public safety being a top issue. I think he would be a great voice in, in uh, Albany to be able to push back, as I have over the years, and try to stop some of these bad policies from coming forward, but also being a voice of reason that's going to call out those who vote for them. And I think Michael Tenousis, with his experience, will be a great asset and I, I'm hopeful that he's going to prevail as well in November, and I think we'll make a great team.
0: Listen, Nicole, you, this this is obviously an international entity, but you know we have a strong presence in Brooklyn and Staten Island. Please let us know what we can do between now and Election Day to help uh, and get the word out, and your leadership is much appreciated. We, we uh, regret, as I opened with, we regret that you are not now the mayor of the city of New York, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Nicole Takis, everybody. Uh, Assemblywoman in the, uh, in the 65th uh, District, uh, 60, uh, let me get this right. <laughs> there we go. In the 64th Assembly District in New York State, representing Staten Island and Brooklyn, now running for that congressional seat held by Max Rose. I don't know how members of our community uh, who have seen, uh, as she described, what Max Rose has done, I, I don't know how anyone cannot very, very seriously consider, if not 100% already, make a commitment uh, to her campaign, and we recommend you do so. And if you're in Brooklyn or in uh, Staten Island, in uh, in that uh, congressional district, keep it in mind. We'll certainly remind you between now and election day.